Happy Tuesday, Garage Fam. Thanks so much for hanging in. Uh, we were supposed to have our show up on Monday, ran into some technical difficulties uh, while converting audio after me and Drew got done recording Sunday night, and then my body went to sleep without telling me at 3.30 while I was in the middle of trying to rush to make sure I got it up for Monday morning, so shit happens sometimes. It's a part of life. Show's here. Wanted to hit you up with a cold open real quick. Uh, currently, I'm watching the Bears-Redskins game. It's 28-9 to in the third quarter. Bears defense, absolutely phenomenal. If you played them in fantasy, good job. If you're playing against them in fantasy, sucks you probably lost this week. But we got a lot of great advice in this show, a lot of amazing talk, fun energy, stupid great show. Loved every minute of it. Loving every minute of this Bears defense performance. Got my Khalil Mack jersey on right now. And somebody out there, send me a case of Red Bulls so that I don't fall asleep at 3.30 in the morning when trying to make sure I get to show up for you on Monday. Because that's just not like me. It's my body. So talk to my body, not Garage Guy Chase. But I love the fuck out of you guys. Hope you enjoy this show. Let's fucking roll. You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Welcome to episode 99 of the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. We've made it. We're almost at 100. Crazy fucking times. Crazier day for football, though. It was a huge afternoon for football. Uh, me and Drew are coming off of a, uh, I guess you would say, like a, a super upper. Like, if football was a drug, it would be like some of the like fiercest cocaine right now because that's how like hyped up I'm feeling. But before we get into that, uh, Garage Guys Fancy Sports Podcast is brought to you by the Garage Guys Patreon page, where we're just tossing out fucking winners left and right. As you, Drew, how do how do we do today, Drew? Six and two on the um, on the bets, and the DFS content was fire. So another solid week. Oh, the solid week of uh, good good tips, good pointers, and big money in the bank. Um, big bank take little bank. Uh, shout out to whatever rapper said that in the song. I can't really remember. But, uh, yeah, you could be a part of that. You could be a part of those winnings. If you go to patreon.com slash garage guys, you can sign up for one of the four tiers that we have. Uh, we're not only doing NFL DFS ranking. Drew also does NASCAR DFS rankings. Uh, Drew knows his shit, killing the game. So he's producing all this content for you guys. Y'all can check that out. Again, patreon.com slash garage guys. Get over there right now. And for as low as a dollar a month, you can subscribe to the Patreon page. Dollar gets you blog posts. Uh, $10 gets you the uh, Garage Fam tier where you get everything that we have to offer at Patreon. Then we have the NFL DFS and NASCAR DFS. So literally you have options, but you might as well go ahead and just get the Garage Fam package, 10 bucks a month. It's like a cheaper than a Netflix subscription. And you can make you money. So it can actually, like, they could pay for this themselves. If, am I right? Like That's today, right. today That's they right. could have, you, you could have like paid for your entire year today. But you, yeah. yeah, yeah, we're, um, we only have four losses 
so far this year. We have 12 wins on just the bets. So even if you're betting, even if you're a small bankroll player, you know, throwing around five, ten dollars a game, you're still going to make up for your eight dollar subscription. Exactly. So, so in conclusion, we're pretty much like paying for your own subscription. So get over there today, Garage Guys. So it's patreon.com slash garage guys. Get over there today. Make it happen. Shout out. Big news. Uh, so we just got done watching the, uh, the, the Rams-Browns game. Big news of the day was Daniel Jones. We'll definitely get to that. Fucking hell of a game. I don't even know how many nuts were busted across the, the country or at least across New York. There was probably uh, millions of millions of, uh, of nuts busted all across the state of New York even after the, uh, the injury to Saquon. So we'll touch on that. But uh, let's quickly touch on this Browns-Rams game. Uh, wasn't as exciting as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, but the second half was better. Really picked A little up, bit. It picked, picked up, up some. some. I just – I wanted the Browns to win this game so bad. Like, and like – because, like, basically, like, all day, like, I've been going through fantasy. Some, some of my DFS stuff that I had that – like, shout out to the clock. Clock. Um, Got to love it. Uh, so a lot of my DFS stuff that I did today, like I had some some good lineups set. I finished a little bit. I didn't finish at the top of the top. Finished in the money a little bit, though. Um, some of my personal lineups. And I uh, so I was winding down, just kind of saying, you know what, I'm going to watch Rams and Browns tonight as just a fan of the sport itself. And I did, so I was pulling for the Brownies. Didn't, uh, didn't work out in their favor. Did like my uh, – I feel like Landry got a good bit of target, so I was pretty confident and. And, and happy to say that I was, uh, I was an advocate for him this week. But, um, yeah, man, I, I wish it could have been a little more involved. I guess it was just been a little more fast action, especially since it's like the first time that they've had Sunday night football in, what, 11 years? So it's been a minute for the Browns. Yeah, they're just still not clicking yet. It seems like the offense really hadn't, hadn't gotten there. And the Rams, too, just seem to be settling for field goals and not having that, that high-powered offense, probably starting with – starting with Gurley not having that effective of a year. So. Right. Overall, both offenses are working through some things right now. Yeah, and I know everybody that, that you know, most people drafted Gurley around like the second, mid mid to early second. And he just – I don't know, man, that arthritis gets to him. Arthritis, I mean, he's got his Bengay, probably keeps it in his bag. But the Bengay is <laughs> just not working as well. Um, maybe some Icy Hot. I'm more of a fan of like Biofreeze myself. Biofreeze guy, huh? Yeah, big biofreeze guy. Maybe maybe we should do that. Everybody in the garage fam, just uh find out Todd Gurley's address, get it to us, tweet us or DM us so that we can send him some biofreeze. Maybe that'll help him produce a little more in fantasy. Um I, I thought that Brown would be getting more play in time, but he didn't do shit. Hey, Cooper Cup and Brandon Cooks went off tonight. I don't know if you saw that. Yes, I did. Brandon Cooks was my guy. Um, I liked Brandon a lot. Played Brandon mostly. Uh, I just did some of the. Sh- I played like two showdowns, but yeah, I don't know, man. Like it's it's one one of the three every week. Every you know everybody's high on Robert Woods. It's going to be Cup or Cooks. Everybody's high on Cup. It's going to be Woods or Cooks. That's how mm-hmm. it's been. We haven't seen that golf game yet where he just, you know, goes off for several touchdowns. I'm waiting for that. I thought we were when I started seeing some scrambling from from Jared Goff towards the end of this game. I thought that we were going to maybe see him, like, run one in or something big like that because, I mean, he will have that game this season. Uh, He always does. So, it's just going to be a matter of when. 
right pops off because like you know last season like what his biggest game last season was against the chiefs i believe it had to have been right mm-hmm. that was that crazy shootout that was super high scoring right it was like a Sunday night most, game it was like 50 third- it was a monday night it was like 50 to 50 or something shit like that like it was just a beautiful fucking game yeah twitter was crazy that night i remember that uh-huh there was so many it was that uh darren Ravel was like tweeting every three seconds <laughs> i remember that but uh no, I'm just I'm ready. I'm ready for the Browns to wake up. I'm not so worried about the Rams. I mean, they're gonna keep doing what they do, but yeah, I want the Browns to wake up bad this time. It's week three. Like, come on. Like don't don't be Chip Kelly's Eagles right above the line. Don't do that mm-hmm. to us. But enough of the uh almost borderline mediocre Sunday night football game. Let's go ahead and, and drive drive the conversation over to Tampa Bay, Florida, where the best game I personally think the best game of the season so far went down. New York Giants, Tampa Bay Buccaneers has to be the highest fantasy, biggest fantasy game, uh, biggest fantasy game of the season so far. Star of the show is motherfucking Daniel Jones. Well, I don't know. I can't. I can't say that. I, I was I about to say wanna, Mike Evans. Don't, too. Yeah, don't want to discredit Mike Evans. But as far as like the breakout star, like the person that stole the show. Like, as far as just the game itself, is Daniel Jones. Did not see that coming. But, yeah, shout out to Mike Evans, 48 fantasy points. He finally had his his big game, so he's he's still there. He's relevant. Just uh, obliterated the competition. If you had Mike Evans in DFS today, you you fucking – you lucky dog, you. Because I didn't see anywhere, and I feel like – Yeah, if you had the Keenan Allen and Mike Evans combo in a lineup, you probably had yourself a very good day. You smashed. You smashed a million fucking bricks over all of DraftKings and FanDuel's heads. Like, just amazing. You don't get that often. And, like, the thing is, is, like, there were people that had those two guys. So yeah. Like, and yeah, Russell. I had, I had one lineup with that, but I, I had somebody screw it up. I think I had a, a zero or the tight end position or something like that. Um, but it still was a winning a winning lineup. Just not yeah. – If you had, had the potential, off. man. If you had TJ Hawkinson in your DFS lineups today, you were fucked. One point. I think he was – I think like that would have been the one thing that just like held somebody back. There is somebody that exists right now that had Russell Wilson, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, and then TJ Hawkinson was their tight end. Probably fucked him. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, he, uh, hey, Hawkinson did have a TD called back, so that was even – He did. So, he's getting something. his targets. He's getting his targets. That's what matters. I mean, he's, he's, he's showing up there in the red zone, but – yeah, so anybody that has TJ Hawkinson or, or if he's on your waiver wire, you should definitely pick him up because he he's going to have more big productive games. I've been high on him before the season. He's been kind of like my, my guy, breakout tight end guy this year. But Mark Andrews has been doing a really good job at trying to steal that away. But, no, we, we got we to talk about Daniel Jones, and we got to talk about some of these other quarterbacks. Going into this week, everybody was freaking the fuck out, thinking, oh, man, you know, like the Steelers, the Saints – um, and even though the Steelers didn't win today, Mason Rudolph still performed pretty well. But Daniel Jones with 39 fantasy points. This is incredible. Did yeah. not see this coming. He has, he has the highest – I think his stats – I don't know what the actual thing was. I took a picture of it earlier, actually. Just going by, like, the, the first games for the, for the Giants quarterbacks, like, it was comparing Daniel Jones to, like, Phil Simms and Eli Manning. And Daniel Jones blew them, blew him out of the water, dude. Like he had 23 completions today, 336 yards, two touchdowns, 
and two rushing touchdowns. Like yeah, he went off. Danny Dimes. Yeah, it was like a tale of two halves. I think Jameis and that offense went off in the first half, and then Daniel Jones kind of took over in the second half of that game. All I can say is this about it, and the reason that I'm backing this this guy, you have a lot of people out there that are having quarterback troubles, he didn't play against Arizona or Miami. He played against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's got a decent defense. I mean, they're not the best defense, but they're not the worst defense. You know what I mean? So it's like it's, this is a credible move. Like, like if you need a quarterback, like – go get this guy because it's probably only going to get better. If he showed us what he could do today to another team while they're at home, and they're not even the worst team in the NFC South, I, I'm, I'm confident in this kid. Yeah, I like what you said there about the defense. It's, it was a defense that you wanted to target a lot last year, but from all signs, it seems like it's really improved. You got Todd Bowles over there as a defensive coordinator, which, you know, for the record, Todd Bowles as a head coach is completely different than Todd Bowles as a defensive coordinator. Facts. So he's really got that D straightened out until today. So credit to credit to Daniel James. Nobody saw this coming. Like I, I don't know. I, can you name anybody that said Daniel Jones is going to be uh, in the top five fantasy scores this week? Mm, nope. And if they did, I'd probably call them crazy or a liar because right. they probably are. Because I didn't hear that anywhere at all by anyone. Uh, so, yeah, this is real. Do not sleep on this. This is a guy right here, and he's definitely probably still on a waiver wire unless you're just in some diehard Giants fantasy football league and someone's already got him because that would probably be the only problem you'd run into. Um, but incredible. One, one sad piece of, uh, of news from this game, though, was uh, Saquon Barkley got injured. I feel like I've been a big speaker on it. Before the season started, I knew that I just had this feeling that, like, because of the team and the balance and the workload that he was probably going to get, that he was going to cast a spell on him. Yeah, he was going to be way more prone to get hurt. And, like, How dare so you? it was funny because he got hurt today, and I tweeted out, I was like, we all knew the Saquon injury was coming. We just didn't know when. And then the next moment I look at the TV, he's back on the field. So I deleted the tweet. And then it happened again. And then it happened again, and I tweeted out, and this, uh, this guy, Randall Kennedy, that follows us on Twitter, he was like, how many more times are you going to post or something like that? And I said, I think I got one more left in the tank just in case he comes back. So I was definitely – I definitely had that in the drafts. I was waiting because I've been waiting to say that all season long and all this, the three weeks entirety. been waiting to say that. Right. So got to say it today. It's been just chilling in the draft. You did call that. I just hate that you called it and you had some witchery behind it. And now we lost one of the great, one of the game's greats. I don't know how long he's hey out man, for. Hey man, I'm no sorcerer. I'm no sorcerer. I just, I just, I say it from the heart. I just, I speak from the gut. I speak from the the gut and the heart. That's where I go. And sometimes we, it's not always right, but when it is right, oh, it's right. Do we know how long he's out? Uh, no, they haven't released anything. They got to do some more testing. But he's in a fucking boot, so you know it's gonna be a while. Yeah, just, just think about that. Like, we, we've lost some good ones this year. Like, if I, I want to – I need to go buy a 40, even though I don't drink. I need to go buy a 40, and I just want to go pour it out just for, for Big Ben. I want to go pour it out for, for Drew. I want to pour it out for Darius Geis. Pour it out for Saquon now. And um, At least we got some new QBs to, to watch because it was starting to look like it was going to affect my overall, like, enjoyment factor or viewership. And today we saw some really encouraging things with Kyle Allen and Daniel Jones. So, so that's, that's the next guy we've got to talk about. I was 100% wrong about Kyle Allen. Um, I literally benched Greg Olson 
today for Will Disley, who I confused with Nick Vanette earlier on in a tweet. Um, completely, I was I was in the cloud. I'd smoked a little of marijuana um, at the late games, and I was so excited that Will Disley got that that touchdown that meant absolutely nothing at the end of the game that I called him Nick Vanette. So it um, happens. Yeah, shout out to the cloud. Um, <laughs> but uh, but no, dude, Kyle Allen. So I called. Last on 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 Friday's podcast, I called for the upset of the week that Arizona Cardinals would beat the Panthers. I called that, and I was completely wrong. Um, How you know the Cardinals was, were favored? They were favored. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. See, check me out. Yeah, but it was one of those games that I think the line started at. The line started as um, as Carolina being favored, and then the, then the Cam Newton news broke and Arizona was the favorite after that see I didn't I didn't even know that see that's see that's why like your strong suit more is like in the betting world where I'm like more in like just the strictly fantasy so like I've got to like cross that line got to learn a little bit more about this got to make this happen so this is going to happen so Chase is going to school Drew's going to teach him some stuff at face face value though I don't think it's it's not really I mean it's 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 justified to call that that an upset so, yeah, because they're the Cardinals, right? Like, I mean, right. so like, just in my in my ignorance of of Vegas and how they line shit out, I'm just like, hey, like this team sucks. Panthers are probably better than them. I thought that they were going to be able to do it. Granted, you know, Kyler Murray still had a good game. Andy Isabella didn't get a touchdown, though. I did. I did call for Andy Isabella to get a touchdown. Yeah, so, he's he's kind of lost his way out of the rotation there. They're using a guy. Um, I can't remember his name. His last name is Bird. And they're also using um, they're using a bunch of guys, but yeah, not I mean, Andy Christian Isabella. Kirk, Christian Kirk had the best day for the Cardinals today. So I mean, there's that as far as the wide receivers go. Kyler Murray had what 19 fantasy points. So I mean, he was the highest he was the high scorer uh, for the the Cardinals today. But dude, yeah, like CMC, no stopping Christian McCaffrey. But dude, Kyle Allen in this offense, like. If I'm if I'm Riverboat Ron at this point, I'm like, hey Cam, you know, like, uh, like you know, he walks like Cam walks in to the locker room. He's got like bags from Kato's, and he's getting ready to try on his new like floral scarves, and he's excited. And you just sit him down, and you just say, "Listen, sweetheart, we're gonna have to play Kyle Allen now because he's he's actually a man, and he wants to play football, and he did it better than you." So that's how I feel about that, even though it was the Cardinals. But people forget that there is a fucking defensive player on the Cardinals, and, I, and I've got to find this guy's name. There's a defensive player on the Cardinals that can do a roundhouse kick. So that is intimidating. So that, that, that can, get into a quarter, it can get into a quarterback's head really quickly. So you got to watch out for that guy. I have no idea who he is, but I feel like at any moment that motherfucker could just strike. Um, yeah. But Kyle Allen avoided that today. Twenty-five fantasy points. I saw one. Hey, of the, he was ranked number one on the bottom tier of the uh, DFS content. So I was oh. playing a lot of Kyle Allen. Ho 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 ho! What's up? What's up? He was. I love, uh, I love he, it when you're fucking right, man. I know. I'm on. I was on it today, and he was the minimum price on DK. He was four. He was four thousand, and he. Um, then there were like three throws that he had today, where I was like, "There's no way Cam Newton would have made that throw. There's yeah. just no way." Yeah, and and like I'm, you know, like you you saying that is so true. Put it into perspective, um, the the one difference that he has from Cam Newton is that he can't run. Um, he had negative one rushing yards and he had a fumble. 
Yeah, but Cam so, Newton just doesn't doesn't run anymore. It's over. I mean, it's, but he it, used to. But he used. I to. I know. I know. But third and one, fourth and one, they still like dropping back or hand it to Christian McCaffrey. It it drove me nuts when they had Thursday night football and they would not run Cam Newton on a QB sneak. I feel like ever since Christian McCaffrey got there, like it it changed the landscape. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. today, it's like that balance was found again. And it was all passing. It wasn't just Cam running the ball or running for his life or, or sneaking into the to the goal line on, on a two-yard carry, you know. This was actual, I'm going to throw the football and play quarterback day. And I feel like everybody ate. Uh, I know what DJ Moore had a touchdown. Curtis Samuel had a touchdown. Uh, Greg Olson had, what, two touchdowns. So yeah, yeah, everybody, four, everybody on the um, Carolina side. Had all, all the big boys, all the big boys ate. And Kyle Allen fed them. So, dude, like, that's, you know, we're talking about Daniel Jones. Now we're talking about Kyle Allen. The next guy we'll talk about is Mason Rudolph. But, like, so far, it's looking like, hey, we're in the new era of quarterbacks. Like, it's like we're here. Like, it's starting to kind of happen now. It's the transition's beginning. So, I can, all I can hope is that Riverboat Ron just puts a lot of coal into the boat, makes the steam, and he uses Kyle Allen's coal instead of Cam Newton's <laughs> because Cam Newton is more of like a wood chip guy, but like with like a floral scent and Kyle Allen's just like dark, like just, just like soot on Zoolander's face. Cole, you know what I'm saying? Like he's, he's I there. Love that movie. Yeah. Great movie. Shout out Ben Stiller. Uh, great, great fleet. And Owen Wilson and Will Ferrell. Yeah. The whole cast, all, all the good guys. That's right. And uh, no schools for ants. <laughs> but, but back on, back on. So, so other quarterback definitely got to talk about is Mason Rudolph. I know, like towards the end of the game, like he started having some trouble with those some interceptions. So I, I thought that like out of the three quarterbacks, like out of Daniel Jones, um, and Teddy Bridgewater and Mason, I thought that Mason was going to have the better day today. But turned out me and a bunch of other people are probably wrong because I feel like a lot of other people were decently high on, on Mason Rudolph. Have you, did, were you hearing anything about that? Like out of those three guys, like who was everybody like more hyped up for or excited about today? Like the defensive matchup seemed just a lot better for Mason Rudolph. Yeah, I was pretty, I mean, I kind of had some confidence that Rudolph would be okay. I will say that I do not like what I saw at all. So okay. I, I think you saw some encouraging things, but it is just one week. We want to be careful about, you know, how we're judging all these guys. Once people have film on on Daniel Jones and Kyle Allen and Mason Rudolph. Oh, it's going to change completely. It's going to change. But I want to buy into the hype. I want to. And then another thing, too, with him, like he had, I'm looking at his stat line right now, 14 completions for 174 passing yards, two touchdowns, one interception. He had 15 rushing yards. So definitely more rushing yards than Kyle Allen. So Mason Rudolph beat Kyle Allen in the rushing game. I'm just staring at a picture of uh, of Pete Carroll's fucked up nose right now on my television screen. <laughs> Should I take a quick pause? And it's got a picture of J.J. Watt right by us. Anybody that's, that was watching NFL Prime when you're listening to this right now, you, you probably saw it too. It's just a very disturbing image. Um, back, to, back to Mason Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, now it's Gardner Minshew wearing the Cougars jersey and, and the jorts, man. I wore jorts all day today, and I woke up and I saw that that he had the jorts on at the at the college game yesterday. At the um, what was it? The Cougars were playing with the the Badgers. They were playing. Um, yeah, is it UCLA? The Bruins. The Bruins. My bad. The Bruins. Yeah. 
Yeah, hey, he's so. loving this stardom thing, isn't he? Oh my God, you had to know he would. You had to know he would. He's another. He's another new quarterback. So we're 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 keeping it in the same conversation. But um, but yeah, like if you're if we're putting all these guys up together, so Mason Rudolph, Daniel Jones, Gardner Minshew, uh, who else we got? You think of anybody off the top of your head? Kyle Allen. Um, Kyle Allen might not be staying. You know what I mean? He might. Yeah. I, we got, Bridge, we got Bridgewater too, but he's not a young guy. Yeah, he's not like a new guy. He's like Bridgewater's been around, and and I I do want to say this real quick about him. Like he was more of a check down master, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't. We, we talked about that. He's just going to check it down to Mike Thomas. Check it down to 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 AK. You know, he checked it the right way to 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 Kamara though. I'm glad to see that Kamara had two touchdowns today. That was exciting. Dude, he was breaking tackles left and right. He's a fucking animal. Love that guy. Love some Alvin Kamara. I had yep. I had the jersey on this morning, so I was I was repping some Alvin Kamara. Um, but I mean, out of all these guys, I mean, I obviously I'm going to lean Gardner Minshew probably, but Daniel yeah. Jones, man, I don't know, I don't know. It's, to to me, it's from what I saw, just the eye test and the throws that people were making. It's more up the most upside is with Jones and Kyle Allen. But Minshew's just like – he's a guy that just can win ball games. He can run a little bit. He doesn't make mistakes, you know. So, it's it's like for fantasy, I prefer Jones and Kyle Allen. But I'm still interested in Minshew as like an overall QB. Does that make sense? Yeah, just like, just like a QB guy. Like, I don't know, like he just reminds me of the second coming of Brett Favre. And maybe it's because he's from Mississippi. He's from your home state, man. Yeah. I, don't know. I love me some Minshew. We're, we were on the bandwagon since the first game he entered it. It seems like everybody else kind of got on it the second everybody week. Everybody just like hopped on the second week. Yeah. So like we're the true, we're the, we're the true, true love for the chosen ones, which is why we have the chosen one shirt. Get it before we get sued. Um, you can order it off PayPal. Garage guys. Sports. Mine's got to be here soon, right? Yeah. Mine, mine will be too. So we're, we're, we're going to be wrapping our own shit. Um, but people have been ordering. So we've been getting those out. It's been great. So do it before they disappear because you never know when that'll happen. That's new, new big boy quarterbacks in the big boy league. Um, I saw a tweet that showed uh, Kyle Allen as a kid, and it was like this kid grew up to be Kyle Allen. It was just this random kid just like kicking rocks or something. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was fucking – people just dig up the craziest shit on Twitter, man. Yeah, have way too much time on their hands. It was um, just a great, great afternoon slate of games. I mean, I, I was sat was back. And was I could not get up. I could not get up because we're talking about all these young QBs. And then we had like a Chargers, um, Chargers-Texans game that was incredible that we didn't even get to really appreciate because there was so much fantasy stuff going on in other games. Right. Like, yeah, I, I will say that the Giants-Bucks <coughs> Giants took – the complete priority like in the late window but i i was watching red zone all day basically so like and the bits and pieces of the chargers game that i did see against houston like i mean it was it was a good battle it was like a good football game it was it was decently back and forth i would say i know yeah, that deshaun watson had what, like 30 fantasy points so he got like two more fantasy points than dak did today which i started dak over Deshaun, like I'd said, I, I held up on that and um I only missed two points, so I can't be too mad. Both were great plays. You can't really argue, you know. No, you couldn't. You're happy with either one. So Right, exactly. But Deshaun Watson, man, he's just is so good. I mean, he's he just like the way he hangs in the pocket and you think he's gonna get sacked, and then he he pops out and throws like a 30, 40 yard pass on the money. It's oh. kind of like Pat Mahomes. 
really no like maybe maybe somewhat comparable but Patrick Mahomes is just on another planet dude uh, I saw the stat where he has I think it's <clears throat> might be don't don't hold me to it but I think he's got 15 games over 300 plus passing yards he's mm-hmm. over, he's over um Kurt Warner I know that much he's passed up Kurt Warner yeah so, he's amazing and the one two the, years He's got that offensive line that's a little bit stronger than Watson has too. So I'll I'll give that to Watson. But Pat Mahomes is just – I mean, if he doesn't get injured, I don't see how he's not, you know, right up there with Brady as best ever. So Right. And that's and that goes into what we're saying too with the uh, – for fantasy purposes. Like he's with, – with, since Tyreek Hill has been out and since their, their run game – I wouldn't really say the run game's struggling, but it's been different with Kareem Hunt gone he's most definitely become one of the quarterbacks where like, he's just like the dominant fantasy player. And like, it's, it's going to kind of be like a coin toss with the wide receivers. Um, so he's like today, what was it? Miko Hardman had a, a big touchdown. Demarcus Robinson. He, he had that one handed catch, which was pretty sick. I didn't, out of, out of all of them, like I thought that, that Robinson wasn't going to be like, have a, a I mean he didn't have a big day but I mean he had a big catch like he made a big boy football catch so I got to give him kudos there but Miko Hardman stepped up in a big way for his rookie season and we're almost at that point now where Tyreek Hill's coming back so it's like all these people that are spending crazy fab money on Miko Hardman and uh, Demarcus Robinson it's like do 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 we expect this to die down like with Sammy and Demarcus, Nicole, like Hill's gonna come back and you know Hill's gonna want to eat too. Yeah, it's not predictable. It's just not predictable. Like you're better off if you're one if you're wanting to be safe when you're playing DFS, just play um just play Mahomes without any of the weapons. And if you're wanting to take some shots on tournaments, then that's when you're that's when you're gonna stack a receiver or two with him. But we don't know what we're gonna get week to week. Every secondary is different. Every game plan against Mahomes is different because none of them work. So you're basically just guessing which receiver is going to be, you know, the hit or miss guy that right. week. Same same kind of shit you do in, with New England. And I'm, I, I will say, like, season long, like, you definitely still got to stick with Sammy and, and Tyreek Hill when, when Hill comes back. And you give that a couple of weeks and then, like, just depending on where the targets are headed. But I, I still think it's just going to be more of a toss-up. I definitely think Hill is going to – be back to his 15 targets a game maybe more yeah I don't know I mean he's he's definitely gonna get some targets I think Watkins and Kelsey will be your big beneficiaries when Tyreek Hill comes back because he just he's just such a dynamic receiver that we haven't seen yeah, quite Travis this. Travis has been kind of quiet yeah it's like your first thing when you look at the film and you're trying to think about how to stop the, the Chiefs the first guy you're gonna take away is, is Kelsey so you know I I don't know. I think Tyree Kill is just going to really help Kelsey get that target share that we're used to. He'll be back in action. And then it's going to be just like the Patriots have been because defenses aren't going to know who the fuck to cover. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's yeah, they, they, they've got him rattled. Patrick Mahomes has the league where he wants it right now. That's for sure. So it's just, it's cool as hell seeing like these dominant teams like that. I mean, if we're going to talk about that game, other side of the ball with, with Lamar Jackson, you you know you were talking last week on the show about how Jackson hasn't really played that powerful of a defense, and even though Kansas City wasn't that powerful, he still got stunned a little bit today. And like you were talking about, he's going to come back down to earth. And 
I feel like he kind of had that game today where he kind of realized, like, shit, like, you know, my passing isn't that great because it was – this was really all – like, I mean, he still had, like, 21 fantasy points, I think, but Mark Ingram pretty much took on the duty for the day as far as the goal line work with 38 fantasy points. So, big boy game for Mark Ingram. And Jackson really, really struggled early. All of his um, fantasy points came when they were trailing late in the game. So, he ended up getting some decent production, I think, but – you're right. We saw him come back down to earth a little bit, and I think we'll continue to see that when he gets some stronger defenses just because I don't think the Chiefs are anything special. Yeah, the defense is still a little bit scatterbrained, but definitely it was a little bit more of a tougher task. But, yeah, I, you got to start wondering if people are kind of going to be getting a little worried about what they did to get him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like 267 passing yards, no touchdowns today. It's a little concerning. I will mm-hmm. say that. little concerning against Kansas City's defense, not have a touchdown throw. But he did rush one in himself, so at least he had legs. Shout out to Lamar's legs. We'll have to send them like a fruit basket or something. That'd be nice of you. Yeah, it would be. I'll have to from, do it. From Garage Guy Chase. Edible arrangements. Make sure. It'll be like nothing. I don't really know. I got to go look more into his life, see what, like, if, like, what kind of fruit this guy likes. Like You like, you like pears? Seems like a pear guy. Seems like he eats a lot of pears in his spare time. I don't know. I don't know many pear guys, but he just seems like he would be a pear guy. I can see it. Lamar Jackson, pear guy. I feel like when people take away the tight ends from him, we're going to see something. Like, if you just take away his tight end, that's where he looks all the time. Dude, he needs – like, that team needs literally just Ravens tight end option. Like, not one single tight end. Like, you just need – like, they have, like, the leagues where you have, like, team quarterback. You need team tight end for the Ravens and only for the Ravens. It's just – it's, like, literally they just play every tight end they have on the roster. Like, I would expect to see at least, like, you know, three to four different tight ends in one game. Yeah, I can't even remember the guys' names right now. It's like Hayden Hurst and – Yeah, Hayden Hurst is the one I know and then Mark Andrews. I don't even care about the other guys because I don't even want to know their names. But they're, they're team Raven tight end. So they are. They're Edgar Allan Poe's sons. <laughs> so they are. He's going to read you a scary story about how don't don't start a tight end for the Ravens anymore because you never know who the fuck it's going to be. So that's Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe's son. Out of high school. Uh, yeah, exactly. When the last time you, re- you read The Raven. I think that's why I've never been a big Ravens fan because I got an eerie vibe. It's like you named a team after fucking Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> that's all you did that's all you fucking did like good job baltimore fucking creeps <laughs> straight up oh my god oh shit fantasy analysis about edgar Allan poe edgar that's Allan what we poe. do yeah he's a sleeper edgar Allan poe's a sleeper that's what we're gonna start saying like next week mark twain's gonna be like <laughs> We're going to see, like, the next home game, there's going to be somebody dressed up as, like, Edgar Allan Poe on, like, the front row just, like, screaming. Yeah, dude, they need to. Like, I don't understand why the Ravens don't have that. They don't They don't have, like – I don't think I've ever seen a Ravens super fan because, like, the only Ravens super fans you're going to see is, like, maybe, like, a guy dressed up like um, like like Mac and uh, Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they have, like, the crow's wings, and they're just, like, fight milk, like, you know, like out there, like, flapping their wings. Or you're going to see a guy dressed up like with eyeliner in like 1860s attire. And right. Poe. He's going to have like a cat in his hand and like a fucking raven on his shoulder. It's probably like a, a dead person sitting by him. That's the perfect super fan for the Ravens. We better Ray, see it next week. Ray Lewis would probably be the one that killed the dead person. But it's, yeah. it's uh, you know, allegedly. Allegedly. 
of course, of course. But yeah, yeah, probably realistic. Probably going to happen. I don't know. Hopefully Mark Ingram's okay. Hope he doesn't go nuts. But he did go nuts in fantasy, so good for him. Yeah, one of the things I've gotten incorrect on the year. I said I wasn't too high on Mark Ingram. Another guy I'm looking at. um, I like how you just overlooked that. Thank you. You did me a favor there. I had Thank to. You. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you said. You're, you, Mark Ingram's a great guy. You already said that. Remember? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Mark Ingram all the way. Mark Ingram two, not Mark Ingram one, because he's probably too old to play. Tyler Lockett. I was I was happy with Tyler Lockett's production today, and I feel like it was just all because they were trailing. So, got to give a shout out to the Saints defense and special teams. Amazing performance. It was another fuck up of me. I benched the Saints defense. I, I did not think that this game was going to go the way it did, and I feel like a bad fan, Drew. Like, how how do I feel better? Because, like, it's so hard because I feel like I doubted this team going into Seattle on the road. You made the right play. Yeah. I, I mean, I know, I know like, like you start? logically. Like, so, I mean, no, I mean, as far as, like, my season-long leagues, like, you know, I had Russell Wilson. I'm not going to bench Russell Wilson just because of this. But I uh, with my defense, though, I played the Titans defense against Gardner Minshew at home. But that was only because I just thought the Saints were going to do really bad because I thought Russell Wilson was just going to run all over the fucking hey. place, which he did. Uh, yeah, but that's not a bad play. Like, I can't blame you for that. I saw today where the since Pete Carroll has been the coach of the Seahawks, they have never lost a home game in September. Well, until Pete today. Carroll, yeah, he's so Pete Carroll is 0-1 with a fucked up nose that he got at halftime. So yeah, so he got hit. Um, not looking good for fucked up noses. So that was just like an automatic omen that like okay things are gonna go bad. Like we should have took that as a sign, but it wouldn't have mattered because the lineups were locked. And there wasn't anything I could do about it. <laughs> you are the guy. You are the guy that would probably like go change your entire strategy about um, if Pete Carroll, you know, if you. Yeah, I am that guy. Like that. That's why. That's why the people that listen to this are probably just like we're glad that Drew does these rankings because Chase is just all over the fucking place. Because I am. I'm not gonna lie about it. Like it's, I'm weird like that, man. I'll I'll see something. But like I have gotten better with uh with like Tinker Stinker time. Like, you know, like before the uh, before a game, like you go take a good shit. And you're on your phone, you're looking through your lineups, and you're like, well, it's like, it's like every time a turd drops, it's like your, your mind shifts and you think differently. And so, like, that's how it was for me, like, for a long time. So, I've gotten away from that. So, I just don't shit before football games anymore. <laughs> that's, that's what's your, gotten me. That's your ritual? Your new ritual is uh, – Yeah, that's my strategy. Like, like, dude, if I got to go, like, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm fucked. I'm going to sit there and squirm until, like, 12 o'clock hits. And then I'm like, all right, can't do nothing now. And then I'll go sit in my fucking bathroom and just shit and cry because I'm like, I should have did this. But then normally around like third quarter of like all the day games, I'm like, okay, you, you made the right choice. It's so, yeah, you got you to gotta get better at trusting your gut. And so that's where I'm just trying to, I'm trying to flow with that. I'm trying to say, you know what, I'm dedicating 2019 to the gut. But I think as far as like the ones, the picks that I'm going for, I think I'm like, I, I want to say like I'm somewhere around like, like 16 and 7 with like the little individual things that I've pointed out in my head about games. So I still got a winning record there so far this season. So as long as I can keep those, those things that I've been wrong about like down, I'm going to be okay. And then I'll just never shit before football again. Sounds like a great game plan. I might have to take, I might have to take a note on that. Every, I think everybody should take a middle note on that. And, and if you didn't know what Tinker Stinker time was, then you probably didn't watch the show, the league, which was one of my favorite television shows ever made. 
Yeah, I want to rewatch that. It's been too many years and in college when it was, you know, I was quite a blur in college. So Exactly. Same here. I was watching it when I was in school. Um, and it's just like every time I've tried to re- restart it, I just like watch it late at night and I fall asleep and I can't keep my head up. But just so, so much great shit on that show. Shout out to the league. Okay, so as we're going into the week, we got to get these guys ready, Drew. We got to get these guys ready for the waiver wire. We got to talk a little bit about some of these players that kind of came out of nowhere today that showed that they could have some relevance um, moving forward in the season. Uh, some injuries, things like that. These are some guys you should probably look at on the waiver wire. I want to start it off with uh, Zach Pascal, and I might be saying it wrong, but I like the way it sounds. That's okay. Uh, Pascal. I want to call him Pastel. Zach Pastel. Like, you remember, like, you were ever in art class? You had, like, Pastel. You <laughs> yeah. 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 That was – yeah, that's that's what I think about. I think about this guy. He's an artist. Um, I think he had around, like, 13 fantasy points on the day. But Jacoby Brissett seemed to be connecting with him pretty decently other than T.Y. Hilton. But T.Y. Hilton's injured. Right. So, this is one of those weird situations where – with T.Y. Hilton there, the other receiver in the situation has always been just some random guy pop up. But now that T.Y. Hilton's hurt, you got to start considering at least putting a few guys on your radar. And I think he probably would be on the top of my list. The other guy that stays a rookie is it Paris Campbell? Yeah, Paris Campbell's there. But I, I want. But I would say this: like for the T.Y. Hilton owner, Zach Pascal is going to be the guy to go for, just because of what we saw today. Even though Atlanta's defense, like you know, they've taken their hits or whatever, I still think that what we're seeing out of Jacoby, or what we what we're looking for out of Jacoby right now, is to see like where he's where he's going and where he's moving to, and it just seems like he's like Zach Pascal's like that next guy up for him, that like he's going to lean on. Um, yeah, <clears throat> he did only have three targets though, but we're lucky he was lucky enough to get in the end zone, and he might be somebody that. He's looking. He's looking to with Ty out. I think it's a big bump to those two tight ends, though. But you're right. Somebody's got to step up. Yeah, for sure. They. It's. It's definitely going to be relevant for like deep leagues, like, like for these wide receivers, for sure. Because like you said, the the tight ends are still going to be getting theirs. I feel like that's just kind of like a staple now in in uh, in Indianapolis. So it's it's a team that I personally like. I I'm not really heavy on any. I don't have a lot of ownership for of any of these players. But if you're out there and you have some of these guys, I mean, you've got to start considering if you want to keep it, like, within the team. Because there are a lot of other good options that are away from that team if, if like, T.Y. Hilton does end up missing some time, which I don't think it's too serious. Uh, have you heard any, any, any more clarification on the injury? No, not yet. So, I usually do all my injury research on Monday. Um, right. So, while you're listening to this, like, like, just like last week, we didn't really know what was going on you'll probably have more information about it than we do at this very moment that we are speaking into these microphones. But um, the other, another wide receiver to note on is uh, Deontay Johnson for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Guy kind of came out of nowhere today. Three receptions, 52 yards, and a touchdown. He was targeted six times. This is going to be one of those guys that just kind of popped up that Mason Mason Rudolph uh, has probably been slinging the ball to for a while, and he's just going to become relevant now. But the craziest play from this game, got to talk about Juju's big play. Um, one of the most electric catches of the day. I was uh, I was I remember where I, exactly what I was doing at the time. I was uh, I just walked in, 
from from having a cool little sesh um, on the patio. <laughs> and uh, the cloud, I open the door, the clouds roll in, and I turn my head to the TV, and all of a sudden I just see Juju just fucking sprinting. And I'm like, no, he didn't. But, yes, he did. Yeah, he bailed out. So, if you own Juju, you needed that play big time. Oh, facts. Because, like, that – I feel like that just kind of, like, gave that little nudge. Like, hey, it wasn't that bad after all. And especially if you, like, were so worried about, like, how things were going to be with Big Ben going, now you might be feeling a little bit okay. Granted, it was the 49ers defense, but – uh they still ended up winning the game. I don't know how the fuck they won that game, dude. As many turnovers as that offense had for the 49ers today. Shit was yeah, nuts. Yeah. That that just is a that just shows you how sluggish that Steelers offense was. I really I'm really concerned about Rudolph and that offense. I know it's only one game, but you know, anytime a team can overcome five turnovers and still win, that's pretty concerning. Um Juju bailed out that offense with one big play. To be honest. Yeah, that was it. it was uh, he had he had seven targets on the day. It was what three receptions, eighty-one yards, and a touchdown for Juju. So it's still still a good day for a Juju owner. But that, like you said, that one big play was what made it happen. But um, Deontay Johnson, somebody to look at in the deeper leagues, um, somebody to keep an eye on and watch. Thought Washington would have done a little bit better, but um, I, I just I, I noticed there was a couple of plays with Rudolph where he was just kind of hitting that deep ball. Like, he was just kind of slinging it. And the, these receivers were getting open. There was one where one of the San Francisco 49ers defenders just basically completely tripped the guy because – and I want to say he was targeting Washington on that throw because he knew if he didn't trip him and get the flag, then, like, he was just going to catch it and run it straight in for a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, so. I think I saw that play. So, you're right. And it's too early to tell about Rudolph. He's gonna He might get better over time. I don't want to judge him yet. I'm I'm rooting for him, man, because like I, you know, it's I don't even know why I'm rooting for him, but I am. I just I guess it's just like me excited about all these new quarterbacks and this league is just transforming in front of our eyes. We're seeing all this new shit happen. Do you, do you think I, I did want to back backpedal uh, to the Giants game? Do you think Eli was salty? No, I don't think Eli's that type of guy. Honestly, yeah, he he looked like he was like genuinely happy for J- Daniel Jones. I think that he I think he's genuinely happy. Like he's just like realizing like, hey, I'm Kurt Warner now. Like you right. know what I mean? Like, yeah, so but I, I'm excited to see what Rudolph does is along with all these other guys that are that are coming in. Um, one rookie player that's not a quarterback that I'm pumped about will roll into this game with uh the Bills and the Bengals. Shout out to the Buffalo Bills, three and best team in New York. I love a good underdog story, and for a team like this, just an electric team. Haven't seen them be great since the what the the nineties when they went to the Super Bowl four fucking years in a row and could not win it. Yeah, that sounds right, man. I'm I'm all bored. I'm I mean, technically, I'm a Patriots fan, and I always will love the Patriots. But yeah, you had yeah, you can't you can't. No, I'm all I've been on Josh Allen for such a long time that I have to I have to take credit for it because to me. He's just a guy that seems like he wins games, and he's kind of the new Cam Newton. Yes, he is definitely – he definitely is, dude, the way he's scrambling around. So, you got to love that. But the guy that I'm in love with, um, as all of you know, I'm a huge fan of the tight end. I'm just – I'm a tight end guy. Like, like I, I want to start doing, like, a, a web series, like Chase's tight ends, where I just talk about tight ends. Dawson Knox, I might, might – may or may not be in love with this kid. May or may not be. I don't know yet. 
Uh, he had a touchdown, 67 yards, three receptions. He was targeted four times. The name, he, he's the out name of Oxford. The name is great. He's out of Oxford. Pretty sure he's out of Oxford. Can we, he can is. We fact he's check, a, fact check. Okay, fact he's check. A, he's an Ole Miss Rebel. He's, a, he's an Ole Miss Rebel. So, like, that automatically just gives him – he's got that little SEC flair to him. And he's rolling up here to these Buffalo Bills and this new transforming Sean McDermott offense um, and defense. But this the team in general, I'm pumped. I like this guy. Rookie tight end season. Um, I don't think we've seen the last of him either. But I don't know how thin everybody is at tight end. I feel like this year the tight end's not as bad as it was last year for some reason. I feel like there's just there's it's spread around everywhere now. We definitely have a new era of tight end coming in as well as quarterback. So that's just another exciting position to watch. So I'm big on Knox. And then uh, so if you can get him on the waiver, uh, I feel like he's at least worth a stash. and He's definitely worth a stash in Dynasty. Um, and in maybe 14-teamers, uh, maybe some 12s, just depending on how thin you are. But the other player from here that, that definitely needs to be rostered after today is Cole Beasley, your man, Coleth Beasley. You got any words for you guy bees for the bees knees? Is he coming out with a new rap song yeah. anytime soon? I don't know about the rap song, but he sure is getting a lot of targets. And um, it's one of the things I, I played him in my 50, 50 lineups today. He's just kind of settled into that number two receiver route alongside John Brown. So if you want somebody that's not going to have the most upside, but have a lot of uh, safety might be someone to target. It's going to be beautiful to see what he does um, as well. Cause like I'm just a fan of Cole Beasley myself. So like anytime I see somebody go to one of, like I said, just me being the, the underdog fan that I am seeing like a, a person like that, like go from the Cowboys to this team. It's like, I automatically going to root for him because I want him. I want the team that he left to be like, damn, like we let that guy go. Cause what Randall Cobb had like what three fucking fantasy points today. I'm yeah. so glad that I did, dude. I had him in some DraftKings lineups this morning, and I will say I had him in two lineups this morning, and I took him out before twelve. So what I gave dodged, me that hunch. Yeah, what gave me the hunch? Yeah. Um, I want to say I changed out. I changed out a flex player. I'd have to get my lineup pulled up, but I changed a flex player out. I had a little bit of salary left. And I'm looking, I'm like, who can I change here? Like, who who do I, like, not feel 100% about? And it was him. So, I just, like, pulled him. And I think I put, like, uh, John Brown in his place because I had a little bit more room for salary, which John Brown was a, a play that everybody was going for. <clears throat> but um, he only good in the first him. half. Yeah, it was. it was. It was. It was. just stopped so. producing. And shout out to the clock again. Clock. I don't think that um, – I don't think it's going to be, like, a – an every game thing for uh for Beasley as much as I do for Brown because like I don't want people to get discouraged about John Brown at, at all at this point. To me, it just seems like John Brown is going to be your guy that has those has the potential to have that too long he's touchdown game. He's I feel like he's the one though in that offense. <sighs> but John Brown's going to have games where he just doesn't produce. That's going to happen with him. It's just the type of receiver he is. He's kind of like a I'm trying to compare him to somebody. A boomer bust, you know, we used to see T.Y. Hilton have fantasy points like four or five for two games and then have two or three games where he scored 25 points. Right. That's kind of how John Brown is. 
I guess, man. I don't know. Like, I, I'm just waiting for him to like find that consistency, and I feel like maybe this can be the year that he will. So we could maybe see it. we uh, we might differ a little bit on opinion with him. But one thing for certain, I got another shout out to your uh, your DFS rankings right here, uh, old man Frank Gore. He uh, he didn't have a monster day, but I mean, he got in there. He got in that end zone. He did. I saw that Singletary news, which I was bummed about because I've been trying to play Singletary in DFS. Um, but and in your season long, so you haven't drafted in a couple spots, right? Right, right. So I'm high on Singletary, but when <clears> I saw the news and I knew TJ Yeldon was the backup, I was like, man, Frank Gore's going to get enough carries to pay off that salary. So, oh, Franketh Goreth, old man, defying the odds it, of time. It doesn't make any sense at this point. <clears throat> um, Philip Dorsett is definitely a player that you should have by now. So if he's on the waiver wire, then you're probably in a league where a lot of people aren't paying attention or you're probably in like an eight-man. Um, anything bigger than that, even if you're in an eight-man, Philip Dorsett, it, it seems like Tom Brady and him are, are, are finding some, some good, solid common ground. And you're the Patriots guy, so you know all about this shit. Yeah, it's just like it keeps getting better. I think he's been with the team about two and a half years now, and it was shaky at first, but as he's learned the system, he's kind of become the old reliable underappreciated receiver on that team. So I'm loving I'm loving that from Philip Dorsett. Go Tigers. <laughs> Go Tigers. <laughs> uh, by the way, Coach O is my favorite college coach in, in football. Got to love him, man. Um, um, he's, little he's, side note. but We'll see him at um, the shrimp boat next Tuesday. I'll tell him you said hello. Yeah, I love, I love me some Coach O. Um, another name people should know about in deeper leagues and somebody that's going to become relevant depending on the Julian Edelman news. Um, is Jacoby Myers. So he's kind of the slot receiver in waiting um, for the New England Patriots. And anytime Tom Brady has a new slot weapon, it's not like he's just going to stop targeting targeting him. So if Edelman's going to miss any time, might want to look at Jacoby Myers. Yeah, it's a chest injury, I believe, for, um, for Edelman. So um, hopefully everything's good with him on there. I, I had some Edelman today as well. And, and, it was, it's exciting for Edelman owners and Gordon owners right now just because of Antonio Brown leaving. Um, <clears throat> not even going to get into his bullshit. But, um, but it's an exciting time, so I hate to see Edelman be out so soon, especially after producing the way he did in the first half of the game. Because like, I think you were telling me he was on pace for at least a 30, maybe 40-point game um, against the Jets today, which would have been sick as fuck to see him do. Yeah, he's been quiet this year, and we just knew it was coming, kind of. So it was disappointing that he had to go out for injury, but encouraging to see that he's still Brady's go-to guy. And we also realized that, like, it's only week three because, like, it feels like today was a long fucking day. I don't know about for you, but it's like – I feel like I just watch football for a very long time today. Normally on my Sundays, like, it goes by so fast, and I'm like, where'd it go? Like, I feel like I got to soak it all in today. So it was good to do that. Um Another name I, I want to mention um, played against the Vikings today was uh, Darren Waller, 30 fantasy points. He was uh, He's my big boy tight end of the week. And I think in fantasy, he was the, uh, the highest scoring tight end as well. So got to give him a shout out. Darren Waller with 30 fantasy points. I, I don't see this production um, going anywhere, but 13 receptions is what, what got him up there. Then he had 134 yards. He had no touchdowns, and he produced that, that's, that, that fantasy production right there. So 30 points with no touchdowns. This is a guy that Derek Carr is leaning on. That shows that. And if, him doing that against the Minnesota Vikings defense, that's a statement. If Waller is out there, grab him now. 
yeah, he shouldn't be available, but if he is, definitely take him. It's it's the Tyrell Williams and Darren Waller show until until further notice. And Josh Jacobs against teams that can't cover the run good because obviously he can't break through that yet. So, it's killing me how if they're trailing, he just is not a he's not a factor. They don't even put him out there. Not at all. Um, want to touch base on the Eagles Lions game? First thing I will say. Um, I started Matt Stafford today in season-long leagues, and I almost cried. And then when I realized that I had Gardner Minshew on my bench and I started Matt Stafford over him, I really cried uh, because of the points. I could have had a little bit more production, but I didn't learn my lesson there. We'll move forward. But um, Did he not have two touchdowns? What did he do? He did – um, and then he had the one to TJ Hawkinson that got called back. But when I looked at the score of this game, uh, I was like, how the fuck does Matt Stafford only have three fucking fantasy points? So I think it was a big defense day for sure. Like the Lions defense showed up um, in, in certain areas. I think that at one point they were like the highest score in defense on the day, trying to get their actual points pulled up. But I got I to gotta talk about with, with uh, Deshaun Jackson – and Alshon Jeffrey not being around today. Nelson Aguilar, even though he still had, like, that one drop that got taken away by the Lions defense, like, Aguilar is 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 there to ball for right now. So, if you were lucky enough to get him when we said to get him last week, then you had yourself a pretty good day. He had some decent production. Um, and then there's another guy that you talked about last week on the show, Mac Hollins. Yeah, so – the game plan right now, everyone against Philadelphia is just trying to take away Zach Ertz. So that opens up these receivers. Um, obviously, if you can get Aguilar, he's option one. And it seems very clear at this point that Matt Collins is number two and um, kind of disappointing to some of those dynasty owners out there um, for your boy. Oh, J.J. Arcega Whiteside? Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's the blind side Whiteside. So he's uh, – <laughs> just want to kind of turn a blind eye to him after that production. Um, but on the line side of the ball, uh, Marvin Jones got his today. I know a lot of people probably forget about Marvin Jones Jr. from time to time, but he had 25 fantasy points today. I thought we thought, you know, I thought Kenny Galladay was going to be the one that did it, but it was Marvin and Marvin took, did the damn thing. I remember three years ago in fantasy, two years ago in fantasy, having Marvin Jones leaning on him going into the playoffs and shit. And, uh, but dude, for so long, I just feel like the Lions were just that team. Like you could just count on Stafford when those big moments when it mattered. But now with Carryon Johnson there, dude, this is, the run is just and the balance is thrown off now. I feel like so that's why when I when I saw those points, you know, normally when I see high points for Detroit, I'm thinking Matt Stafford's killing it. But it's like no, like they have actually have a running game now. I wouldn't recommend Stafford. I don't think I think that his days of being a consistent fantasy quarterback are done. Yeah, I think he's fine, man. It was just a. Some you know some games it doesn't fall the QB's way and that was one of them today. I think I just don't fine. think he can be that guy that's going to consistently get over like twenty points every game anymore. Yeah, he's a fringe. He's a fringe QB play. I mean, he's right on the right. fringe with some of those other guys. He's not a a tier. He's one. not what he used to be. I'll say that because like used to, dude, he was a guy you could get late, you get that value, you knew you were going to get over twenty points every fucking game. Stafford did that, you know, and like, I just don't. I, I think that he's losing that a little bit. Probably because um, his team's better, and he's not like yeah. coming coming from behind. Because I, I see what that, you're that's saying. That's where it was all was though. Like, they, literally, that was what Matt Stafford did. Like, you could just expect there to be just garbage time constantly for years and years. 
And so it's like, you know, when he had Megatron, it was one thing. But, you know, I'm not saying that the receivers that the Lions have are, like, horrible, but that, that run game is saving them. Carry on saving them a little bit. I still like the, the, air, the air raid there, but we can disagree. He still has the best uh, mic'd up of all time. Oh, yeah. He definitely does have that. I so just like Stafford. I do too. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Stafford guy myself. He's just a gritty dude. I mean, the dude played with what a broken back for how many fucking games? He had like a fractured back, and he played for I don't even know the exact number of it. But he, the the moral of the story is he fucking played football with a fractured back. Yeah, he's a boss man. He's not your typical QB. He's a tough guy. I saw him in Vegas, by the way. Random story. I tell, um, us, tell the story now. I was um one of my Vegas trips. It was like during March Madness. Um, I try to go during March Madness if I can. And I was trying to go on the blackjack tables with me and my buddy, uh, shout out Hunter. And we saw somebody that looked like Matt Stafford from afar at one of the tables. And we were trying to find one to sit at. And as we were, you know, scouting it out, we, we walked over and sure enough, there's Matthew Stafford just playing him versus the dealer heads up. Um, after about five or six hands, he got up and walked off and looked real pissed, real pissed off. And, um, we said, man, is the table cold? And he said, like, as he was walking, he was like, he was like, ice cold. He just, like, yelled ice cold and kept walking. So that was pretty cool ice interaction. Cold. That's yeah. dope. He, he, probably threw some, he probably threw some cuss words in there, but he said it under his breath, and he was, like, moving really fast. He was definitely – he probably lost some serious money, so he was pissed off. But it was cool that he actually took the time to respond to us. So – he wasn't he wasn't doing it like anger towards us. He was clearly pissed at the dealer, but it was a cool story at least. Yeah, was Clayton Kershaw in the vicinity as well? Because they're like best friends. I don't know, man. He was by himself. It was really weird. I think they were. <clears throat> he either was meeting up with people later, or he was playing blackjack. I don't know. He was by himself at the time. Um, Would have been cool to see see some other people there. We're almost out of time for this show, guys. So. Before we go, I wanted to introduce a new segment that we're going to be doing every Monday on the podcast. It's going to be called Garage Guys Big Facts. Uh, So each week, Drew and I are going to be giving you three facts from the games that we watched on Sunday. And just so that we can ease your mind or tell you it's time to fucking worry about something. But these are things that we think are going to be factual moving forward. So, I'll start off. First thing, big fact, don't freak out about Le'Veon Bell. This team is not all here. We got to wait for Sam Darnold to get back from his kissing tournament when he's healthy again. So, when he's done with that, he'll be back on the field. Things will be okay. Chris Herndon's coming back from his suspension. That's going to open up some more room for things to happen. Le'Veon Bell is going to be fine for the people that freaked out, said, oh, it's the Jets. And they're thinking you're, you're proved right. You're not. So, Lev Bell's going to be fine. For all you Lev Bell owners out there, just take a deep breath. It's the Patriots. They're fucking tough. You will persevere. I like it. I agree with that one. My first one is going to be a shout-out to Jacoby Brissett and the entire Colts team. Um, outside of the Adam Vinatieri missed field goal or several missed field goals, this team should be 3-0. So just a shout out to that team and Jacoby Brissett. I think it's at the point where I'm I'm willing to call this team a contender in that division still. And Jacoby Brissett has earned, you know, earned the right to be called a quality starter. Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett. 
Brissett, Brissett. Come again. Quality starter. That's a big fact. Okay. I can dig it. My next one. Aaron Jones is going to be all right. I know we've been hearing a lot of shit about the split backfield, him and Jamal, Jamal Williams. Um, I still think Aaron Jones is your guy. If you own Aaron Jones in fantasy, don't freak out. He literally went up against a tough run defense today, and he still got the job done. Even though he didn't have a shitload of yards, he still got the touchdown, so at least they're still putting him there in the goal line. It's not Jamal Williams. You still get some production out of him. Don't freak out just yet. I know I you're, probably feeling, right. you're probably feeling different about that. But. Well, I'm freaking out. I have him in two or three leagues. And Same. I just, I just don't <laughs> like it. Dude, they're using Jamal Williams a ton. A ton. So I hope you're right. I think he's still going to be getting the touchdowns. As long as he's getting the touchdowns and he can have his games where he can make out some big runs, it's going to be fine. Aaron Jones, owners, it's okay. Take a breath. Number two for me is going to be that the San Francisco 49ers low-key have a very strong defense. They put together a few good performances. I don't think the that this team's DNA is all about Jimmy Garoppolo. I think they have a underrated rushing attack they have a solid defense and i think it's going to continue throughout the year they kind of remind me of like a circus but like a powerful one a circus yeah their colors <laughs> just gonna get all circusy for me i don't know and then when you see like george kittle like dancing with his fingers pointing up when someone gets a touchdown it just makes it look even more circusy so yeah i don't know that's just that's the way that my brain works. I, I like how I said something about like their performance and you go to like their immediately. Yeah. Hey, that's the way your, your brain this works. This is what I was thinking when I was fucking sitting on a couch eating Ruffles, cheddar, and sour cream chips. <laughs> <laughs> my last big fact, Joe Mixon's fucking poo-poo. I don't care what nobody says. I don't care if he got 17 fantasy points. There's just, I don't know. He ain't got that flash to him. And call me what you want to call me for saying that, but I fucking kind of regret drafting him. So, don't really like him. Thought he was going to be way more explosive, way more powerful. Definitely not worth the second-round draft pick that I wasted on him, I feel like. So, if anybody listens to this and you think I'm fucking nuts or crazy, come at me with a good trade offer and we'll talk. Yeah, I have him in the GGFS Pro League, so pretty upset with – performance from joe mixon i can relate just dirty man you, you you fucking feel good about somebody you think that the offense is going to be a different way you think it's going to be more run related and then andy dalton comes out and tries to be fucking i don't even know what quarterback to compare him to you can't he's just fucking andy dalton yeah they're throwing the ball so many times per game incredibly um, fucking disappointing and depressing let's see do i have one more you have one more it's your last big fact what was my last big fact? Okay, Damn. so Kyle Allen is here to stay. Ooh. Yeah. I saw enough today where – and I could be – I could be foolish because it was – there's no film on him yet until today. And then he was going back home, a little homecoming match for him. Um, but there were just four or five throws that were NFL-level throws today. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say he's here to stay. If the Panthers are smart about this, they'll, you know, let Cam heal up, even if he is ready to play. You know, go ahead and let him sit down a few games and um, not make a story about this, but let Kyle, let Kyle and play a few games. What team is Cam Newton going to play for next year? Man, so if this goes well with Allen, Cam Newton will be your starter for the Denver Broncos. 
Ooh, okay. So no Drew Locke love. Man, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in Denver. They can't get anything right. It's poo-poo. It's that Flacco, and I chose Flacco, so I have to support him. All <laughs> the way, and I have to get your NASCAR subscription if I lose. So hope there's still a lot of season left to play. So maybe something will happen. Who knows? Maybe the, maybe John Elway will like like kick him in the, the ear or something, and like he'll freak out and spaz. And there's still up. plenty of time for Andy Dalton to choke. We've seen Andy Dalton choke many times. Oh yeah, yeah, choke fest. I just hope that that neither of these quarterbacks get hurt, so that I can attempt to get my free NASCAR app paid subscription so i can listen to anything i want to at any time and uh speaking of nascar we'll say shout out to martin trex jr for sweeping richmond this year winning back-to-back races um incredible stuff and if you are a member of our patreon page and you had the nascar dfs rankings we also fucking flew high in there drew made it happen with nascar dfs this week so just an all-around great fucking week for dfs great weekend for dfs yep the uh bets and then the dfs content were both strong i will say the only negative for me was i missed the so i don't know i'm sure you played the 50 50 50s chase but on FanDuel, i missed the cash line by like one like one or two points so that was the only failure of the weekend for me I don't play on FanDuel, so it didn't bother me. Oh yeah, you've been <laughs> you've 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 uh, spoken out against FanDuel on this podcast. I have. So that I'm, means I'm, a, I'm an anti-FanDuel guy. Don't really know if we're an anti-FanDuel podcast because Drew plays on on FanDuel, but I'm an anti-FanDuel guy. Okay, not much. So can we can we be an anti-FanDuel podcast? Yeah, they make me mad. So all right, we're we're officially now an anti-FanDuel podcast. Fuck that shit, DraftKings for life. I'm getting it tattooed tomorrow. On my body, somewhere. <laughs> um, are you paying for it? No, not this time. But yeah, if, if I'm going to pay for a tattoo, though. no. If, <laughs> if, if I'm going to pay for a tattoo, we're going to make it count for something better than that. Is that fair? Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Maybe like a picture of Andy Dalton after he uh, takes it to Joe Flacco all season long. Dude, I'll be honest with you right now. I, I just want to be able to have the story of like, yeah, I've got Andy Dalton tattooed on my ass. Like yeah. just like that would just make an incredible story right there. We can make that happen. I would probably pay for that. I would pay for that. Would you get Flacco tat on your on your ass cheek? Um, probably not, but I'm not as crazy as you. Oh man. Yeah, that's the only way this could work is if we both agreed that we would tattoo one of the other quarterbacks on their <laughs> ass. Cheek. I'm not committing to that, sorry. That's enticing. What about would you get Jacoby Brissett? Like that like we're gonna wait. This will be a we'll make a segment out of this somehow. Maybe on our Patreon page. We'll just do like a fucking 10, 20 minute just random conversation from this week where me and Drew just feel like talking, put it out there as a garage talk, and we'll talk about quarterbacks that we would get tattooed on our asses. Number yeah. one, Gardner Minshew. Yeah, oh, dude, big facts. I'd probably get him tattooed on, like, my fucking stomach. Like, <laughs> like instead of thug life, it's just Gardner Minshew's face. Like, giving, like, a – having, like, the, the, the guns, like, like flicking the gun, the finger guns. That, right. would, that would be a most deaf. But uh, great week three, best week of football so far. Um, NASCAR's going to the Roval. We're going to be back on Friday with a new show, getting you ready for week four, getting you ready for the Charlotte Roval and NASCAR. Again, this is the week. This is the time right now. Patreon.com slash garage guys. Get over there today. Become a member of the garage fam. Subscribe to a tier and start winning like the big boys and get the big bucks. 
It's how we roll. It's how we do it. Hell of a show. Uh, episode 100 is Friday. We've got something really cool planned. So mark your calendars. Get ready. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Rate, review, subscribe. Let's build the Garage Fam army up fucking bigger than it's ever been. I'm ready for this shit. I know you're ready for this shit. Let's do it. Garage guys take over. It's happening. Any last words? Looking forward to it. Uh, I'm ready for week four already. Week four needs to be tomorrow. I could use not going to work and just watching football again. It would be beautiful. Uh, Love you guys. Love you, Garage Fam. Sports. Party. Repeat. Yeah, I like Tide Pods. I've been a big Tide Pod guy recently. Yeah. Yeah, we use the pods, man. It's just too easy. They're so convenient. You just It's like everything is just made for millennials now. It's like, eh, well, this looks like just something that in was there. in my – Yeah, it looks like something that was in my Lunchable when I was a kid. You know, that's why people eat them. Yeah, like should we pour this in there or should we throw a pod in? What sounds I just, easier? I like to grab them with my hand and just because there's – I don't know what else I could grab it with, but – I just grab them with my hand and just squeeze them all over the clothes. <laughs> <laughs> just, get, just fucking makes me hot in my britches, you know? <laughs> like, just squeezing a Tide Pod. Oh, my God. Uh, this, uh, is, this is great.